Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, January 20th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Before we get into our scripture lesson, let's have a moment for prayer. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that you are present with us in all things. That you are present with us in joys, present with us in difficulties, present in ways that we don't understand. And we pray for faith to believe that that is true when it's difficult. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Listen now to our reading from the fourth chapter of Matthew's Gospel, verses 1 through 17. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. He fasted forty days and forty nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulon and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulon, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, what is a family heirloom that's very important to you and you hope that one day when you die that your kids will not throw away? Or if they do, you will haunt them because of uh, that. Yes, yeah. that. So we don't have <clears throat> fairly uh, family heirlooms in the way of like a painting mm -hmm. or a piece of silver or something like that. But I will tell you something that's important to me that was given to me and I hope my girls keep um, when I was a kid and I would go to church, the only time I went to church was with my grandparents. Um, I did the same thing every Sunday. I would like root around her purse and snoop. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And I would always take out her wallet and look at the pictures that were in there and what she had in her wallet. 
So my grandmother had, I don't have a memory of her having a different wallet. It was the same one. And when she died, my aunt took it and gave it to me. Mm. And I still take it out. And I look at the pictures. And I can feel myself laying in that uncushioned pew. Um, you know, my grandmother's rule was you can do whatever you want. You just have to be quiet. Yeah. Um, while she sang in the choir. And I hope my girls keep that. I mm. really do. That's what about lovely. you? I mean, probably my middle school wrestling medals. Yeah, that's, that's you really hope they're not keeping those, Brett. <laughs> just, I just need to tell you. I'm not even keeping those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, Allie's family has lived in California many generations. Uh, I mean, really, since Chicago, or not Chicago I'm looking at your mug. <laughs> California yeah. has been a, a state, and so they have uh, deep roots there. And many they own many things that were made in California mm-hmm. and have, uh, her grandmother is a pack rat, shall we say, uh, <laughs> and has held on to these things. And so uh, there's a couple paintings. Uh, there's a couple um, like platters that were yeah. done um, uh, that, that have really neat stories behind them of and I think what I think is really neat about it to me when I think about it is my family's moved around a lot and um, and the things aren't too terribly old, you know, they're 100 to 200 years old. But if you think about it, I mean, that is the whole of California as a state, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, that, that really they have been there to form this thing. Um, whereas, you know, we'll never have that with European <laughs> you right. know, cities yeah. or things like that. And so they have, uh, there's a connection to that, even though I've married into it, that I think is really neat and the yeah. longevity and the genesis of that. That's awesome. Um, but to our, to our scripture... Uh, at the, we talked about the temptation, the first part of this passage on Monday, but let's talk about the, the ending part. Jesus uh, quotes from Isaiah. How does Jesus live into that quote? And then at the very end, we really, those are the first words of Jesus' public ministry. How do you think that sets the tone or what do you think that explains about Jesus' ministry? Yep, so it's important to remember that we've had Jesus' baptism. From there, he goes directly to be tempted, um, his fasting and then his temptation. And now, from here, Jesus will begin his ministry. And it's significant for two reasons. One is that the gospel writers are very clear that all of Israel, who had looked for a Messiah and who had prophets foretell of the Messiah, this is him. Right? This is who, um, who is it, Isaiah? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, who Isaiah was talking about. And when Isaiah said these things, this is that person. Okay, so Israel, quit wondering um, and know that this is your Messiah. I think the other thing that's also interesting is that it tells you where he's going to be. And that Galilee of the Gentiles is huge foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because just like Matthew wants Israel to know this is their Messiah, what they cannot wrap their head around is that it's also going to be the Savior of the Gentiles too. And so it kind of encapsulates all of that and, you know, lets you know who this is and who this is going to be going forward. Mm. What do you think about that passage? Yeah, I think, you know, there are there are several, several quotes in Isaiah that uh, really all the major prophets that point to the Messiah in some way. Uh, and so, and some of them are quoted in the new Testament and some of them are not. Um, and the fact that this one is, is said at the beginning of, of Jesus's ministry 
one does exactly what you said. It, it, it sets the tone. This is who mm-hmm. Jesus is. This is the Messiah. Pay attention. Yeah. Repent. Turn around, as you said last Sunday in your sermon. Um, uh, and also, what is what is Jesus going to do? Jesus is going to bring light to darkness. Uh, Jesus is going to bring uh, to bring life to death. Jesus is going to take these places uh, where there is despair and bring hope. Um, you know, the, the metaphors of light and darkness are just, I think, the greatest ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're, they're ones we all see and we all know. All of us have this innate fear of the dark in some way. All of us have felt that sinking feeling uh, when you're out in the darkness and you feel uncomfortable. Uh, and and Jesus has come into that darkness and brought comfort. Jesus has come and extinguished that darkness with the great light that he is. Um, and so uh, that is with his words, you know, with Isaiah, and then Jesus begins to proclaim, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Uh, that's what Jesus has brought in the kingdom. Uh, yeah. Jesus has brought light and life and hope. Yep. Um, and I think that that movement of from Galilee of the Gentiles out into the world and into the community is an important one because I just, I think the naming hmm. of Gentiles is important. That there's hope to be found there. It's all of the people who have sat in darkness. Yeah, um, yeah. and I think that's true today. Like we were reading the Psalm on Wednesday, um, there's a lot of darkness in our world, and I think we do ourselves a disservice when we forget that into that God can bring light over and over again. I also think it's really interesting, right? This is the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, um, and it's this foreshadowing of, of the Gentiles, as you have pointed out. But Jesus won't do that ministry, right? Uh, Jesus Jesus will interact with the Samaritan. He'll interact with a couple of Roman centurions or Gentiles, God-fearing Gentiles. But the main work of going to those Gentiles is going to be several years ahead. And Paul's going to take that on, right? Of, yes, of, but of, I don't think Paul would have done that unless there was Jesus. Exactly. I totally with agree. The what I'm what I'm saying is is that this is this it doesn't Even happen more right, of a foreshadowing. It doesn't happen right away. Yeah. Right? We read this and you expect that to happen right away. Yeah. Um but but God's timing is different, right? Yes. You ex- you expect when something is said <laughs> that 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 it will happen, but we have to look uh, for the actual work of that in the world five, 10, 15 years later yeah. is, is when that actually is enacted, um, which, you know, for me, I don't want to wait five, 10, 15 years for things to happen. Because we're the Gentiles. Because we're the Gentiles, right? Um, but that, um, it's just, again, we've talked about it several times over again, that, that God's timing is different. Um, yeah. uh, and, and that's encouraging to me. We're going to leave with a quote from Ray Bradbury. Tell us again, for we forget that work done without love is stillborn, mindless, and lost in the very hour of its deliverance. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll be back again on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.